Hey guys, how are you? Quick reminder that this, this, yes, this episode you're listening to right now is the final episode of Stacked with Joe DiStefano. As I've told you in the last few episodes, I'm really ready for a little bit of a change and a little mix-up to recalibrate my energy with this podcast. So we are about to launch our freshly rebranded show. Next week, there will be no show as we sort of let people get caught up and make sure all the new and improved podcast looks and feels are perfectly ready for you guys. And I'm so excited to share it with you so soon. So thank you guys so much for your support over the last couple of years. Nearly 200 episodes of Stacked with Joe DeStefano are out there. So if you need a show next week, there's there's one for you. And I really hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast with Joseph Sheehy. It's a really good one. It was a fun one. He's a good friend. And I'm excited for you guys to learn a little bit about Joseph and a lot about CBD. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. That is the story of human progress. One inch at a time. I'm your host, Joe DiStefano, and you're listening to Stack. Joseph Sheehy is a former NASA contributing aerospace engineer. Yeah, for seven years, he was working in a professional engineering role and contributed to projects that right now are sitting on the surface of Mars, floating around Jupiter, and are slated to carry the next generation of astronauts into space. But unlike a lot of the people that work in those roles, he's also a nationally distinguished physique competitor and I know him as a very forward-thinking entrepreneur. Joseph holds extensive experience in the human optimization space, especially through nutrition, but also training and introspective practices like meditation and cold plunges, which I think he's done like 70 or 80 days in a row at this point in his ice bath out in his back deck, which is more than even I can say. So uh, there was really this for Joseph. He has an amazing story. He struggled with lifelong depression, which we discuss on today's show. And there was really one night that changed his life forever and really put him on the path and put the world on the path to receive what is now Cured Nutrition. Cured Nutrition is this awesome, I call it new, I don't think it's, it's not very old, but it's it's not as new as it is for me. I just got introduced to it about six months ago and fell in love with especially one of their products called Rise that we talk about on today's show and that I've told you about in some past episodes. But on today's show, we dive into that, but also CBD just in general, this incredible compound that's just outrageously helpful for human beings with a wide range of scientific support from Everything from mood disorders and stress to joint pain. That's I actually use it a lot for that because, you know, right topically, right on sore muscles, like we've done a lot of like kettlebell snatches or something, there's almost nothing like really good CBD with the right support molecules in there too to make sure it gets into your muscles. But the funny thing about CBD and this amazing molecule or compound is that there's still a lot of people out there, including members of my family, that won't touch it. They're afraid. They think it's drugs. And uh, it is just nothing but. It is definitely a medicine. And right now, as a very special gift to my listeners, you guys can actually experience Cured Nutrition's two flagship products, Rise and Zen, for free. That's right. For free, just head on over to coachjoedi.com slash cured 
right now. And on that page, you can click the link and you're going to be brought to a page that's hidden from the public where you can get two sample packs of Rise and two sample packs of Zen, both of which include functional mushrooms, CBD, adaptogenic blends, and they're both THC-free. They're non-psychoactive. They're not drugs, but they are super anti-inflammatory and stress-busting with broad-spectrum CBD. This is the perfect opportunity to try these two fantastic products with absolutely no risk. And after you hear this podcast, you're going to want to. So uh, you might as well go on over right now to coachjodi.com slash cured. And for the show notes on this episode, you can head on over to the same website, coachjodi.com slash 186, I believe. All right, guys, that's it. I really hope you enjoy this show with Joseph. It's awesome. He's a great guy. I think you're going to dig it and uh, have a wonderful day. And thank you guys so much. It's crazy. This is the last stacked intro I'm ever going to do. Uh, so it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And I'm so excited for you guys to see the rebrand, hear the new song. You know, we've got so much cool stuff coming out in two weeks. Again, there's no show next week. So hunker down and listen to some back episodes and get caught up. And then April 7th, we're back with a brand new podcast. So buckle up and enjoy today's show with Mr. Joseph Sheehy. So, dude, I have to tell you, and this will this will be probably the start of the show. I have this family member um, that calls me up this week, super stressed, like you know, gonna have a panic attack, feeling like you know, junk and just totally overwhelmed. And I'm like, sprint to this website and get the extra strength CBD, like CBD oil, right? Sprint to cured. And she's like, oh, like you know weed like you know that i i was absolutely i was just in shock and and it it was just so funny to me because honestly and not to be like controversial but i know this person has gotten like four pfizer jabs or something right like i know this person is like probably on a couple of pharmaceuticals how do you like at cured like get over this I, I couldn't it was the first time in a long time i'd heard like the marijuana stigma around cbd but it was just yeah. like to me it was like the most eye-opening one because it was like you're in this incredible problem that you're you're venting me you're telling me that you're super stressed there's just there's this amazing cure for stress and anxiety yeah and and you won't you won't drink you will, i'll take you to water you won't drink so how do you get over that stigma what's that journey been like for you uh, at, at Cure. Yeah. That's a wonderful question. It's like, there's a, it's like a two part answer because there's like the, there's the community of individuals that saw when the CBD industry was first booming in 2018 mm -hmm. and tried, uh, less than optimal quality products and it didn't work for them. And then they were like, oh, like, I'm just going to write it off. CBD is just a fad. It doesn't work. Like, that's a mess. That's like the, like, I call that like gas station CBD. And that's yeah. a big problem. It's a very big problem. And then there's the other half that, that still carry that stigma. So I'm, I'm kind of talking about there was the early adopters and then people that, you know, went to the right place and were served correctly as a consumer by the company. And then there were people that weren't. And then there was, you know, there's the other uh, half of the coin, which still 
haven't been able to experience even even THC, any cannabinoid, in a way that is different than the stigma that's been carried for so long about what marijuana is. And this like Cheech and Chong mentality of, oh, like you're either a stoner or you're not. And if it's anything that's related to a cannabinoid or cannabis, then it's bad because of the conditioning of the past. And I mean, you know, we live in this world of how do we decipher through, how do we navigate through propaganda? And we're trying to shed a lot of it right now for older generations. And and even myself, like I grew up with the D.A.R.E. program and marijuana was lumped in there and it's wrong. And that's why we exist. Like that's literally our mission because... Because we have solutions to age-old problems that are requiring experience, one, but also just a lot of education. Because if the education is not there, then the consumer that may potentially benefit from our products is going to be scared because they haven't been educated properly. So it's there's a lot of education involved, Joe, and... There is a lot of just breaking down these constructs of, you know, things that we are conditioned to believe because the truth is I can say cannabis as a whole or marijuana as a whole has so many benefits to it. And CBD is one out of over a hundred cannabinoids in the plant. And so it, it takes a lot of education. That's probably the best place to start. <laughs> Yeah, and it's funny. I grew up with Dare too. Maybe we're, we're probably about the same age. And, and but it's funny too because when we look out into the the world, and it's like, how come some of the lessons that we brought were brought up with stuck, and some of the other ones didn't? Like, you know, all the stuff around marijuana and weed and and drugs, it's all you know, it's all still sticking. But remember, we also learned like, don't do what the crowd is doing, and and think for yourself, and and. We also learn that, but no one's doing that. So it's like selective, like selective learning, selective forgetting, selective unlearning. And so there's just this, I think, like you said, though, this, this education that people need to, because CBD and, and all the other um, cannabinoids, it's like, it's just a sort of, you know, one part of a much larger picture and that people are not only not educated on those things, but like they're also uneducated on other things that they're doing blindly, like drinking tap water as an example. So there's this like hyper education around therapeutics and this, you know, hyper lack of education around stuff that like they're getting shots and taking pharmaceutical drugs and pretending there's no side effects. And, you know, so it's just what a, what a crazy world. Yeah. It really is crazy. And one of the, one of the initiatives from day one at Cured was to have a robust quality control system. And when I say like robust quality control system, what what I mean is follow, follow the most stringent approach to ensure what could potentially show up in your product from the hemp plant being grown and Uh, the materials and 
potentially chemicals used in the growing process through the extraction into the manufacturing lab and then to the final product. There are so many things that you can test for when it comes to not only does this product actually have cannabinoids in it and does it have the total amount of cannabinoids that the company's claiming for it to have, but also like, are there heavy metals? Are there pesticides showing up? Are there residual solvents that can show up during the extraction process? And so in the very beginning, like those are regulations that on a state by state basis, and I'll speak specifically to Colorado because that's where we're based, that the marijuana industry requires, the marijuana industry requires that you have all of those tests to be sold in a dispensary. So no pesticides, no heavy metals, no residual solvents. The cannabinoids are actually there that you say are in there. But that wasn't something that was a rule for the hemp CBD space. And so from day one, my my business partner and I said, even though this isn't a rule for hemp CBD, which is a nationwide, uh, nationwide distribution and, and commerce, we're going to implement these stringent uh, quality controls because these are things that should exist. If they exist for the marijuana industry, they should probably exist for our industry because, well, hemp and marijuana are actually both cannabis. And I can talk about the difference or the differentiator between the two. But since day one, we we took that approach. And what you're speaking to is um, an unfortunate truth is that supplement companies, food companies, they don't have those testing regulations. So as soon as you start to see what could potentially be showing up in a consumer product, and then you start walking around the grocery store, you start buying supplements other places, you're like, should I be like, do, is this testing being done on these other things that I consume? And just like you said, like, there were very ignorant to so many things that happen on the back end of any supply chain like any supply chain. And so from day one, my business partner and I actually both met in engineering school at CU Boulder. We said, we're going to take our engineering minds and we're going to uh, focus on the health and fitness industry, but bring cannabis to the health and fitness industry in a way that's going to be able to rebrand cannabis because we're going to break down this stigma. But we're also going to lead with quality control and doing, doing the right thing. So... So, yeah, I mean, exactly as you said, like there's so much that we don't even think about. And as soon as I started to think about and understand supply chain and consumer packaged goods and everything that could potentially be showing up in anything that you consume, my eyes were opened quite a bit. And so, yeah, it's, it's an interesting yeah. world, man. It sure is. And, you know, it's and it's amazing. And I that's why I love aligning with companies like yours, because I care what's in stuff. You know, my my son's never had a bite of food that wasn't organic his entire life, you know, and we, we do everything that we possibly can. And so, as you said, you know, when there is a product, especially when CBD became, you know, when it went mainstream, everyone wants just like the probiotic industry and, you know, all this everyone wants to get in. And people like me and the products that I share on this podcast, you know, I'm looking for companies that are going that extra mile and, and really, you know, showing what the hell is under the hood because not many other people are. What, Joseph, what was your story in terms of finding, how did CBD change your life? Where, what was your, what's the origin story here of Cured? Yeah. 
I, I love, I love sharing this because it's important for not only, uh, my son, it's important to share, but it's also just important to continue to remind myself because the most important thing for myself to do on a day-to-day basis is to speak to the mission and speak to the mission with my employees and our partners and everybody that represents the company. But I, I was an aerospace engineer. I used to work for Lockheed Martin and specifically in the NASA division for seven years right out of college. Uh, but I just barely made it to that career. And when I say I just barely made it to that career, I actually found myself on a Tuesday morning in April 2012 on the other side of a guardrail of a bridge about to jump off and about to end my life. I came out of a blackout and realized that I was that far gone. I was I was that depressed, but I hadn't outwardly or fully accepted it until thank God, thank source, thank thank whatever it is you believe in allowed me to come out of the blackout on the edge of a bridge and there was an individual underneath that bridge 2 a.m. on a Tuesday morning. I don't know what he was doing, but he said, he said, don't do it and asked me if he could come up and he came up to the bridge. He pulled me over and the next day I woke up in a hospital with my parents standing over me and the doctor was asking, we're going to run some tests. Is there anything that we're going to find in your system? And in college back in 2012, there was not very many things that you couldn't find in my system when it came to party drugs. And the whole list came out of my mouth and I saw the life just can be completely sucked out of my parents. And thankfully, over the course of the next several months, my parents pulled me out of Boulder, Colorado. I moved home and completely left a friend group and became extremely lonely and over the course of the next year, really started to just completely flip my life upside down. That was when I found the bodybuilding world and ended up graduating, thankfully, and got the job in engineering. But I was about to not have this career that I had worked so hard for because I was literally just destroying my life. If it wasn't ending my life, I was probably going to end up in trouble in some in some form. And... The bodybuilding world helped pull me out of this life of destructive patterns and opened me up to what is it going to look like to take my body to a muscular ultimate potential. And that actually led to a place where I realized that this isn't actually healthy, but it helped pull me out of a very destructive way of living. And on the road down the bodybuilding uh, path, I met a lot of individuals and I started a podcast uh, probably three, four years into my profession as an engineer and just started it on the side and it was called Higher Health. And it was the first podcast that I started and I was I was interviewing other competitors and other bodybuilders and friends that I made in the space. And I would talk to them offline you know, we would, you know, before we press record, you like have a conversation or you have a conversations after the, after the podcast. And we would talk about things like, like marijuana and, and psilocybin and things that had been part of my life in the past when I was living a very destructive life, but also in combination with, 
making very poor decisions and having a massive ego and surrounding myself with individuals that were great people, but influenced me. And I made terrible decisions based on surrounding myself with them. So I had experience with cannabis and psilocybin, but I hadn't actually experienced them after being sober for years in the way that I started to, as I started the higher health podcast. And I was living in California and had gone into a dispensary and found this, this CBD product and would talk to people on the podcast outside of recording. And they were like, Oh yeah, like I use THC or I use CBD or I do this and I do that. And I said like, that's awesome. Like me too, but why aren't people talking about this? Why aren't people like openly saying like, this is something that I do and it really helps me. And the reason was, was that people were scared because people thought that the outside world would think differently of them if they said, Hey, I'm a a user of some form of cannabis. And, and for me, that was kind of this light bulb, like you're sitting in your cubicle, punching away the hours, pursuing this engineering career that you worked very hard to, to get into, but you're not happy. You're not fulfilled. You're not feeling like you're impacting people on a day-to-day basis. And you started this thing on the side that is having these really interesting conversations, but nobody's talking about them. And so as I started to dive more and more into cannabis and the different cannabinoids and seeing like the potential, I said, this is, and I, and I started using CBD more frequently and it was really helping with my sleep and my recovery. And this was in, this would have been in early 2017. And, and I got to the point where, uh, in this job that I was working in, my boss was belittling me. I, I literally hated what I was doing. And there was just one day where I was like, you know, this is like, this is it. Like I'm, I'm done. I'm so frustrated. I have this idea. People are showing me that they're interested. I'm going to have to come up with some type of a product, but I got so I got, I started getting very down on myself because it was like this push pull between like the life that I wanted, but then, and then the life that I was actually living every day. And it made me think about what was six years ago at the time when I found myself on the edge of the bridge, I was saying that I wanted to be this specific person, but I was actually this other person. And this massive dissonance between the two caused so much anxiety and actually led me into depression. And I felt the, the, beginning of that again. And I said, you know what, I have this awareness and I just need to go for it. And I ended up putting in a letter of resignation after seeing a therapist once at the time he handed me when I was leaving his office, he handed me a business card and he said, I'm going to give this to you, Joe. Uh, but you're probably not going to come back and see me again. And really, I think you just need to give this to yourself. And he handed me this card that said permission on the back. And he's like, you're looking for permission from the outside world, but you just need to give yourself permission. And that night I put in my letter of resignation. The next morning I woke up and I was like, I have this idea. I have a lot of people very interested. I have a lot of connections in the health and wellness and fitness space. And I know I can do anything. So here goes. And I woke up and I was like, okay, here we go. Like, I know cannabinoids are going to help people. I know a lot of people in the health and fitness space are interested in this, but nobody's talking about it. And so my mission is to rebrand cannabis or rebrand components of nature that I truly believe can help people, but we've been conditioned to think differently about them. So it's kind of a a long winded answer, but that's where it all came from. It was like 
some ups and downs and some wrong turns. And then finally being like, I want to follow what feels true to me. I love that, man. And, and ultimately it's your journey, right? And, um, you know, I've got this, this thing that, you know, this reminds me of just in terms of a lot of people that never hit rock bottom, never have, they never escape that life, you know? So in other words, like being on the other side of the bridge, you know, there's no lower place to be, which means you can only go up. And I think a lot of people do what they need to do to prevent rock bottom from ever coming. But that also can kind of keep you in the middle where life can tend to suck, you know? And so there's yeah. this, of course, there was, there's one step below rock bottom from where you were, but you don't want that. But I find it so interesting too, just in terms of your purpose on this planet and the guy in the ground that yelled, don't do it. And then the psychiatrist you saw once and he said, give yourself permission. And so there's this, like, there's this, to me, like you're ping ponging around, but it's, it seems to be pushing you in a certain direction, right? Cause a lot of people go to psychiatrists for many, many visits. And a lot of people don't have a guy at two o'clock in the morning on the ground below the bridge that you're about to jump off. And so it's a beautiful thing to look at this, like whatever you're doing here, it seems like it wasn't really your choice. seems like you've been kind of, whether it's pushed or pulled or bounced, it seems like you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anxiety has been a thing of, it's been a, a story. It's been a through line in my family forever. And my mom suffered with it a lot. She took a lot of, uh, and bless her heart because they helped her, um, and do help her, but uh, anxiety medications and antidepressants. And when I found myself on the edge of the bridge and what I didn't share was I was instantly put on antidepressants after leaving the hospital, I continued to drink and I continued to make really bad decisions. I had to start taking responsibility for what I was doing and alcohol has actually killed it killed my grandpa, it killed my uncle, it killed my cousin. So alcoholism has also been rampant in my family. And I grew up seeing my mom who escaped the alcoholism and doesn't drink at all, but struggling with anxiety and depression. And I was just like, I think my mission is exactly as you say, Joe, like I am living my mission and my mission just continues to unfold in front of me by but doing hard things and running into hard situations and recognizing like the shoe doesn't fit. And I think that there's a, there's a really simple and I shouldn't say simple. There's an easy and safe way to live life. And I'm not interested in that way at all. And since day one of building this company, like it hasn't been a normal business. We haven't been able to get a bank account. We haven't been able to get a credit card processor and we can now, but like the things that you would think are normal within operating a business have never been normal for me. Instagram, Facebook, paid advertising, none of that's normal for me because I've been censored for three years, four years. And so this idea of censorship and this idea of the, the easy way, it's never been like in the foresight for me. And I appreciate that you say that because it's true. I think it's just like this continuous unfolding and unveiling of like, oh, like this is the right way. This is the right way. People are being helped. People are, you're serving people. You're becoming more of who you want to be. Okay. That doesn't fit. Like, don't put that over there. And, uh, it's an exciting venture and 
to be able to meet people like yourself and to meet people in the space. And, um, every single time I was like, yeah, like that's a ping of you're going in the right direction. So I really appreciate you pointing that out. It's beautiful, man. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm in a different, but you know, very similar journey. And I think a lot of people are right now. And I think it's just awesome, man. And it's, it's, you know, I like that you alluded to simple, not being the same as easy, you know, it's like, you know, cause though, what my objectives are simple My my yeah. path is, is fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like, I just read, I just got done reading the obstacle is the way three times mm-hmm. by Ryan holiday. And I had read it years ago, but I was just, we've been going through some difficult stuff, uh, personally. And it's like, I'm just going to read this over and over and over again. And he says it multiple times, simple, not easy, mm-hmm. simple, if I get in the cold plunge, I follow pro- my proper nutrition, I move my body, I take the supplements, I do the things that I'm supposed to do on every... So I do these five things, right? That sounds simple, but it's not easy. It's not easy at all. Like, And that there's a huge difference between the two. And so I know you know, I know you, you live that, uh, oh. but I love that idea. I love the difference between the two. Yeah, man. And it's, um, it's awesome. And I'm curious in terms of your personal, you know, what role CBD has taken or serves in your life right now. And, you know, of course, you know, and I remember too, it's funny. I remember going to, um, my doc when I was in college and I was like, I actually just wanted Adderall or something. And he tried to put me on an antidepressant and it's amazing how quick I was like, no, I know why I'm here. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, but it's amazing how quick we get put on those things. So, so what role did, do you feel CBD play in your getting off of those drugs, presumably, you know, or I, I am assuming that you're not on those drugs today. So what, what, what role did, did CBD and, and any other sort of substances that you're a fan of play in, in getting off those drugs? Because I mean, let me just back up one, one step. It's like, gosh, I can't imagine waking up in a hospital bed with all sorts of stuff in my system and my parents standing there, you know, it's just it's a, it's a tough place to be. And so if I get released from the hospital and put on medication, even if intuitively I don't want to take these drugs or, you know, whatever I feel about them, it's like, well, my parents, you know, like, I'm just going to do it. But then I imagine once you reach some level of recovery, you probably had a desire to replace those things with more natural substances. So what did that path look like? Yeah. So the, the several weeks after I found myself on the bridge where I did start taking antidepressants, I was taking zero responsibility for the choices that I was making. And I still continued to drink and drinking and antidepressants do not go together. I Mm -hmm. continued to get more and more depressed and more and more suicidal. And I just made the decision. I'm not going to take anything. And so I, I can't remember how long it was. I think it was maybe three, four weeks. And I just stopped taking things. And you know, the years afterwards, I, that was when I started to start implementing the tools when I was getting into the bodybuilding space, that was more so like I was moving into the bodybuilding space, but I was more so just continuing to move into the personal development space. And how do I optimize this vehicle that I've been blessed with? And I recognized that the bodybuilding path wasn't the actual true path, but the things that I learned from it were so great. But I will say that I still struggled with anxiety a lot. And, and over the years, you know, there were times where, you know, I was like, oh, I'm trying to 
I'm struggling with a big life decision or I'm wrestling with something going on in, in my head. And, you know, I would take Xanax every once in a while. And then when I did move out to California, that was when I started using CBD. And I, I just like, I just stopped. I was like, I'm not going to take any of these medications. And although I hadn't been using them religiously because I had been supporting myself with meditation and, and other, uh, other tools, but as I started using it, I started using it just for sleep. I started using it at the end of the day. I have a mind that never stops and I like to read at night, but like, I'm not perfect at it. Right. So like there are nights where I shut off work and I try to read and I just like, I can't calm my mind down. But at the time I started using CBD later in the day. And a lot of people can't sleep because they can't shut their mind off. And so the first step would be, I need to start to calm my mind and find some relaxation and cannabinoids, specifically CBD are very good for relaxing the body and almost achieving a homeostasis in the body. And so I started really using it for its relaxing properties, which then allowed me to get to sleep. And I was noticing that I would wake up and I would be refreshed and I actually stopped using melatonin. I was like, melatonin makes me groggy and I would take CBD and I would be able to fall asleep, stay asleep, then wake up refreshed. And I would use it during the day when I felt a little bit off. And that was when I started saying, okay, so this is, this is one cannabinoid, but there's over a hundred cannabinoids in this plant. There's, there's so much more to explore here. And that's been our mission. But for me, it was really the idea of sleeping or being able to calm myself, being able to sleep and then, of course, that all comes full circle with recovery and um, the physical pursuits and the ability to show up with clarity the next day. Um, so that's that's really where it all started was the, the sleep component. I love that. And, and because you mentioned it, I want to get into because uh, you were the first one really that, you know, I saw doing CBN. And a lot of people don't know what what CBN is, and I'd be curious um, where that. Why? Why did you out of the hundred? Why did you choose CBN as maybe your next step or CBD, your next sort of uh, cannabinoid to to focus on? Yeah, that's a great question. So, C, so there's over a hundred cannabinoids in the cannabis plant. I'll real quickly talk about the difference between hemp and marijuana. So, hemp is cannabis with less than 03 percent THC in it. Marijuana is cannabis with greater than 0.3% THC in it. So THC is tetrahydrocannabinol and is a cannabinoid. CBD is cannabidiol and CBN is cannabinol. So cannabinol, CBN, we're just talking about three cannabinoids, are different cannabinoids that have different effects. And when the hemp or marijuana plant is growing, the two most expressive cannabinoids are CBD and THC, depending on the genetics of the plant. So what's actually going on now is more and more farmers are starting to breed plants to express certain genes that allow more of a specific cannabinoid to be existent in the plant. But the, the short answer would be those THC and CBD are the two most, um, I guess you would say like abundant cannabinoids in the plant. And CBN is actually, people would call CBN cannabinol as like a diet THC or like a light THC. Um, because what CBN actually is, is THC degrading into CBN. So 
CBN comes from THC. If you had a jar of marijuana or a jar of hemp, over the course of time, you would see that the CBN component actually continues to increase as the THC degrades. And so it has less of a psychoactive effect. It's not like intoxicating. It doesn't make you high like THC does, but it's more sedating. It feels more heavy. Anybody that's ever used like an edible, um, would take an edible of THC. And sometimes when you take an edible at the end of it, you start to feel really tired. You're like, oh, like I'm tired. I'm worn out. I'm ready to just sleep. And that's actually the CBN. And so the CBN is starting to be uh, more widely available to extract and to be included in extracts. But other cannabinoids like CBG, uh, CBDA, which is CBD in its acid form. So before it's decarb, decarbed, um, are starting to get played with and played around with. But we saw that since CBN actually has more of like a sedating and heavier effect than CBD, it's going to work even better than CBD. So CBD is calming where CBN is more sedating. Does that kind of help with the difference between the two? And and it's becoming more prominent. I love that. And I think it was, um, I think Ben G once said that um, you kind of take THC to fall asleep and CBD to stay asleep. Um, And so now you just kind of say, okay, well, you know, if, if somebody doesn't want THC, they use CBN to fall asleep and then CBD to stay asleep. Does that sound true? Yeah. That does sound true. And one of the most interesting things, and this is something that Dr. Andrew Huberman talks about quite a bit, is THC seems to have a, I don't want to say completely negative, but it does have an effect on your ability to get into REM sleep. So first half of the night, usually deep sleep. Second half of the night, usually REM sleep. We need both. Um, It seems like THC affects uh, negatively. So doesn't allow us to get as much REM sleep. And so CBN is more interesting to look at because that REM sleep is so important. And I've actually noticed that too, for anybody that's listening to this, that might be a, a cannabis or a marijuana user. If you stop, the first thing that you notice at night is you have wild dreams. You're like, whoa, like what's going on in the, in the, in the end of the night where all your REM sleep is happening. So I completely agree with what Ben's saying. And what I would add to it is it's interesting to now start to study and see what people are seeing, um, you know, on their personal sleep trackers and all that good stuff, because unfortunately the, the ability to study cannabis in the lab is still, uh, not as easy because it's not federally legal, but CBN seems to be better for sleep than THC because of the effects on REM sleep and CBD is better for calming yourself. So that's kind of why it helps with like keeping you asleep. It keeps you in homeostasis and you need to, you need help getting to sleep in the beginning of the night, which THC can do, but then it might negatively affect the REM sleep. Right. Makes total sense, man. Makes total sense. And, and now when you, when you get that amazing sleep and you, you drop the CBN and the CBD and you get to sleep and you stay asleep and you have some amazing dreams, the first product that I found of yours was called rise, right? And that's, you know, what I take with my coffee and things like that. So I want to talk about it because, you know, it's funny because I used to think about CBD 
as like, you know, cause, cause I, you know, it's, I was probably just taking too much, but I always thought of it as like, you know, it's going to put me to sleep. It's, you know, it's going to kind of like mel me out too much. I'm not going to be able to get things done. And then when, when a friend showed me rise, it's interesting because it works, it works in a nootropic like formula, which is just this, you know, and I know, you know, your brand is very, it's very Zen and it's very, um, you know, it, it just works, you know, and it's, it's been amazing. So talk to me about rise and kind of how CBD then can also play with stimulating compounds for like a productive work day. Yeah, that's a great question. And that's been part of the evolution of the brand was, you know, we started with one single cannabinoid being CBD and when the industry was booming or it's still like, you know, business is still growing. Everything's going in the right direction. But in 2018, there was just like this, like blip of like, whoa, just, CBD's everywhere. Right. Um, like Austin, most of those companies. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Most of those companies are gone. And there's a very specific reason that those companies are gone because they weren't <laughs> doing it right. And they were just after getting a buck. But what I noticed was since CBD is mainly used for the calming and recovery properties. I envisioned that more innovation needed to take place. And I envisioned that more cannabinoids need to be explored. But then I also envisioned that other functional ingredients would need to be used to build, you know, more or less what I believe as is we're building the future of supplements. Like supplements used to look, look one way. And I believe we're building like the future of supplements. Um, but so in rise, we have lion's mane and cordyceps and, uh, ginseng and a vitamin B complex and then CBD as well. So in 2019, we started playing around with functional mushrooms and other adaptogenic herbs and combining them with cannabinoids. And you could think of it kind of like this, uh, there are companies out there actually one that I really love actually, uh, Adam's company, strong coffee that he has L-theanine and caffeine together and L-theanine is almost like the balancing agent. So think of CBD as like the balancing agent, similar to L-theanine that can help counteract some of the overstimulating effects of any type of stimulant. So hmm. if you've used lion's mane and cordyceps and like a vitamin B complex together, and we actually have Husperia serrata in that product as well. Uh, it was all formulated by a clinical herbalist, which I would also like to add is CPD comes in as like the balancing agent, similar to what L-theanine would be to like a caffeine. So you could take a nootropic and you could be like, wow, this is way too much. Like I can't handle this. And there are those that exist. Um, and so I wanted to create something that had the amazing effects of nootropics, but also didn't overstimulate you and didn't make you crash. And that product was actually, as I mentioned, the product of a year of formulation and R&D with a clinical herbalist out of Boulder, Colorado. And now we've kind of expanded into this idea of let's combine functional mushrooms and adaptogenic herbs and specific cannabinoids to create function-based products. And Rise was one of those. And, and that's why CBD exists in a stimulating, a stimulating product to be like that balancing agent. 
I love the comparison to L-theanine because I also love L-theanine. <laughs> I've talked to Adam a lot about it and I love that. And, and what I like about Rise, just like you said, because, you know, I'm a, I've got a two-year-old and you've got kids and nootropics are very appealing for podcasters and uh-huh. business owners that, um, that have kids. So uh, I've, I've played with them all. And it's so funny because it's what I love about Rise is I can still drink my coffee. It's not going to be, you know, even if I took five of them, I'm not going to get like the jitters. I'm not going to crash. It's just really smooth energy. And again, I can still have, I don't drink a ton of coffee. I have one shot of espresso in the morning. But I can have them even together and it's not too much. And so I yeah. really appreciate that about it. And the L-theanine kind of connection and metaphor is exactly kind of the feel of it. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing too. Like I'm somebody that who drinks, uh, I drink coffee as a ritual. I love coffee. But I also don't like to drink coffee afternoon and I probably shouldn't as much as I used to. And so that was why we created the product was like in combination, you can drink it and we've honestly seen like the effects of rise being like really like six hours, four to six hours, which is great. Especially if you take it at like 10 AM, you know, you get into the afternoon and you're still going great. I actually took rise this morning and you kind of like notice it like in a way that like you're, you're in a conversation or you're out doing something and you're just like extremely just like zoned in. You're like, wow, this conversation is going great. I feel, I feel really good. Oh yeah. I took rise. It was kind of like, Versus like, I'm like completely like strung out of my mind with some nootropics that are out there on the market. Right. And, you know, I'll say it. If I take qualia or something like that, it's like, I'm, you know, it's like, I'm just robot mode and it's like, I better be typing or reading, you know, because it's yeah. like, and so like you said, it's that like conversational nootropic where you just have a little bit more of that, like word finding a little bit more of that joy. You're, you're not stressed. You're not worried. You're not looking at the clock. And I think that a lot of those other ones that, you know, I've, I've tried, they're just, you know, they're kind of, um, I, I don't really like them, which is actually why I was so impressed when I first tried rise. You mentioned functional. So what, what else are you dreaming up? And I, I want to talk about Zen as well. I know we covered CBN in terms of falling asleep, but are you working on any others? Because now I'm curious. Yeah. So I think you actually, I think I sent you our drink, which is called Euphoria, but it's an, it's the same, it's the same kind of concept. We, <laughs> I, th- I think that to build a company that has this long lasting, mission that is so much bigger than yourself i think you have to almost have like this idea of being like a little bit like we have like our religion we have like our like philosophy of how to operate and so like our religion is kind of like let's combine what we call the trinity we call them the functional mushrooms the cannabinoids and the adaptogenic herbs like you know the ashwagandhas the husperia serratas the go to cola the rhodiola so we have rise which is for mental clarity and focus and then we have zen which is for relaxation and sleep we also have another product aura which is a gut health supplement which follows the same exact approach but it has chaga turkey tail turmeric and then a little bit of um cbd and cbg cbg has actually been a cannabinoid that's been studied for um its gut health properties so we look at the array of functional mushrooms and adaptogenic herbs and um, functional mushrooms, or, or sorry, and cannabinoids, and 
bring them, bring the components of each of them that help, uh, that help support specific functions, but also specific parts of your overall health. So it's kind of like this. We have the brain, gut, and whole body model. Aura is for your gut. Rise is for your brain. Zen is for your whole body. And if you've got your gut in check, you've got your brain in check, and you've got your whole body in check because you're pressing the reset button every night, I'd say you're doing a really good job at taking care of most of your uh, vehicle. Uh, of course, there's so many other things to do, but we, we kind of tried to simplify it into those three models. And the next thing that we're actually looking at right now is more of like a vitality, longevity type supplement. And we're in R&D on that right now. Um, so not much more to share on it besides yeah. that's where we're going and more of like the uh, longevity play. But uh, that's our approach. And that's kind of like the the religious approach of this is our trinity of ingredients that we like to include. I love that. And, and I love that it's also like sort of um, it's, it's what's, there's a, there's a, like, you know, a Chinese proverb or something. It's about like, you know, art and it's, you know, the wood carver that kind of looks at the wood and, and asks, you know, what the wood wants to be, or kind of looks at the lines in the wood and, and looks for a picture that's emerging on its own. And then the art is to just allow the wood to actually accelerate itself towards whatever it wanted to be in the first place. And so, yeah, I think, you know, as you mentioned, I think a lot of products, let's say there's a CBD company and it's, or, you know, probiotic, it's just like, okay, I want to make a sports drink plus probiotics. I want to make, I want to make this plus probiotics, but looking at like CBG and CBN and all of these different things. And it's like, Oh, how do we, how do we allow that to be more of itself? So how do I add, what mushrooms do I add to allow that to be more of itself? What adaptogens do I allow, uh, will allow that thing to be more of itself? So I think that's just like, that's the coolest thing. And that's when you know that these products are, um, you know, going to do what they're supposed to. Let's talk about euphoria. Cause you did send me that and I completely forgot. I, I drank it so fast that I, uh, think for, I forgot it existed. Um, and I'm curious on that model too, because are you, it, it must be a lot like challenging as a business to, to ship cans and, and things like that just because of the weight as opposed to like a supplement. And we've got some entrepreneurs and stuff on this podcast. So I think that might be an interesting storyline. But once you've got those three pieces together, you've got the rise zen and your gut squared away. Now you're, you're fit for euphoria, right? Maybe you're going to do some spiritual development because you don't have to worry about that gut problem anymore. So yeah. what, what, what went into euphoria? That's a good Joe? way to put it. <laughs> Cause, cause that stuff, like I said, you, I think you sent a six pack down and Amelia and I drank it in like, you know, two days or something. And, and that was probably a month ago, <laughs> you know? So yeah. what, what was the story behind euphoria? So we had so many people love rise that we said we should probably release this in a different form factor, but what if we played a little bit more into mood? So we weren't going to call it rise, but we said you know, this, this skew is successful for us. Let's iterate on it and let's think about other form factors, ways that we can develop, uh, in experience. And I got to tell you the ready to drink beverage, uh, <laughs> business is difficult. Simple, and not easy, right? It's not, <laughs> yeah, it's not like, it's not, um, not only because, you know, logistics and shipping things and how much does it weigh and how much does that cost, but also, you know, developing products that 
can actually taste good and still work as they're supposed to in liquid form? And what other types of ingredients are you going to include with that? And Euphoria is was designed to be like rice, but have a little bit more of mood boosting effects. Um, and the reason being is, and it, that actually has L-theanine in it. So that's one of the reasons it's more, has a little bit more mood. And we actually have a, a decent dose of vitamin D as a, in it as well. Um, but the idea was to continue to try to solve problems. And the main problem was caffeine consumption after, you know, whatever, 11 or noon. And so we said, you know, people really like rise, but there's this thing that so many people do, including myself. It's we go reach for that cup of coffee midday and I'm, I'm probably going to butcher it. So, uh, hold me semi accountable, but I think that the quarter life of caffeine is like eight hours or something like that. And so, you know, if you're drinking caffeine at like noon, you're going to have, say it's a hundred milligrams of caffeine. Mm -hmm. Well, then say 8 PM, you still have 25 milligrams of caffeine in your system. You're just fighting an uphill battle. And the truth is there are so many things out there on the market when it comes to energy drinks and uh, whatever you, you name it, types of drinks that still include caffeine. Not that they're, that they're all bad, but I just, we saw that there's an opportunity to replace that like midday ritual with our functional ingredients to allow people to experience that midday focus and energy that they need but not have caffeine included in it. So at the end of the day, you're not fighting that uphill battle. And there are so many things, you know, light exposure and uh, how much food did you eat? How close to the time that you're going to bed and, you know, all the other things. But we just said caffeine is one thing that could contribute to an uphill battle. And we believe that, you know, the key component of the foundation of your health is your sleep. And then we build everything else on top of your sleep. So, well, let's try to solve this problem of replacing these sugary energy caffeinating drinks that are out there on the market. And that's, that's why we took the approach with euphoria and we are selling it direct to consumer online, which, mm -hmm. uh, in of with just aside from the product development, which did take quite some time building bomb proof boxes to ship across the nation. <laughs> so the drinks don't explode and they end up intact. And, you know, how, how much are we going to charge for these? And, you know, how is this going to, how much, like, what are our margins going to be? Um, it's been very difficult. I'll just put it that way. The ultimate goal is to plan to have, uh, the drinks in retail across the nation. We're working on sprouts here in Colorado. So we should be in all the sprouts by the end of the year here in Colorado. Then we're playing on California. I think sprouts exist in Texas, but we're kind of just like one step at a time trying to build our brand equity in retail while not saying that the drinks are going to be our moneymaker because if anybody's in the CPG space, uh, going to retail with like a bar or a drink, it's a capital intensive business and you're not really making a lot of profit in, in 
that venture, a lot of those companies are looking for the long-term exit where like, you know, the entrepreneur is like, okay, I see this like massive nine figure exit on the horizon. So for us, we wanted to uh, help solve the problem of making better energy drinks. And then two, we said, we're going to do it direct to consumer, which is our business model that we've been doing for years when it comes to supplements. Uh, but three, we also want to start to build our brand equity so people can not only know us online, but start to see us within retail. Um, and we actually call it our Trojan horse. Like our, our one of our company goals was deploy the Trojan horse this year. And we're deploying it into retail to then be able to do line extensions and have our other supplements within uh, retail locations. Um, so that's the that's the euphoria strategy. You must have drank quite a few of them to get through it, because it must have just been a, a colossal <laughs> yeah. under must have been a colossal undertaking. Because I, you know, I'm not even in that space, and I was like, "Wow, this!" But it, isn't it funny how when you look at this, like, you know, as an outsider, let's say I was looking at you know your business, it's like I wouldn't want to make a product that has to taste good. Like I can put whatever I want in a capsule. And I don't have to worry about it tasting good. I don't, there's so many problems. But as we said, when, when I suspect you're on this journey that you're sort of just on. So to me, it's just so beautiful when you say like, you know, we're trying to solve this problem for our consumer and that's what's guiding us. And so when you get into those, you know, um, so many of those spaces where it's just all about the exit and that's what ultimately leads to, you know, the toothpaste with probiotics and CBD in it now, you know, and it's, they're yeah. all, tra- but it's those companies don't take these types of chances because it's it's a complete deviation from this other thing. But when you are connected with source, spirit, God, universe, whatever you want to call it, and you're kind of this guy that has to solve problems for a certain type of person in a certain group, you start doing this stuff, and it's just it's just awesome, man. And and so I, I commend you. And and I mentioned to one of our friends who has a juice shop here in Austin. She does like organic juices and fresh cold pressed stuff. I showed it to her. I think I gave her a can of it actually, because you'd be perfect in her shop. So uh, if it, you know, I want to connect you guys because then I'll be able to you know, see it on the shelf and and snag it. Tell me about what went into it because again, it's. Uh, you don't have to worry about the taste in a capsule, but that's got to be a huge undertaking in a product mm-hmm. like, you know, Euphoria. And it's obviously delicious. We went through them in like a, a millisecond. So uh, what was what was that journey like, Joe? The hardest part was, so the, the flavoring was hard. What was even harder was the manufacturability. So we have a gram of lion's mane in there. And anybody that's... Wow. Uh, familiar with lion's mane that's a decent amount of powder that's needs to go into solution in a drink and so through the flavoring process our also approach was we don't want to have any sugar we don't want to have any of these weird artificial sweeteners there's monk fruit and stevia in there and that's it and there's five calories the five calories are actually coming from the fibrose component of the lion's mane. And so there's no additional calories in it. So it's very low calorie, no sweeteners, um, no artificial sweeteners, no sugar. And we, 
took, I think it was probably close to 10 months, just like in the back and forth with the, uh, the flavor house that we were looking with to nail a flavor. So that took a very long time. And what was hard about that was we would get something that tastes really good, but we would have really low concentrations of lion's mane. And I said, well, this tastes good, but it doesn't work. And then you would go the other way and like, this works really well, but it doesn't taste good. So we went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And from our first version to our second version, we're continuing to improve the flavoring, but it all came down really to the manufacturability and the lion's mane that we have in the product. When we went to manufacture it the very first time, we shut down our manufacturer because what ended up happening was the whole tank was just caked with lion's mane. And as they started to try to um, actually fill the cans, it was going really well for some time. And then all of a sudden, like there was one can that had like brown liquid. And what actually happened was the lion's mane wasn't actually, it wasn't actually suspended. It was falling out of solution and it was just collecting in the bottom of the tank. So once we got to a certain place on the run, the, it has kind of like an orangish tint to it. The, the drink does it turned like brown and we were like, Oh no, like what's going on? The manufacturer called us. We were like, yeah, we're supposed to be launching in two days. He's like, you're definitely not launching in two days. And actually <laughs> I'm completely shut down because I can't even run my equipment right now. Everything's caked with lion's mane. Um, and what we ended up finding, and this is just a spoiler for, I'll just, I'll just share it because I'd love to just share my learnings with everybody. So Mushrooms are cultivated in starches and the mycelium, which is like the root system, which is underneath the ground. There's the fruiting body above the ground and the mycelium below the ground. The mycelium does have great benefits, but typically it's, it's, uh, cultivated or propagated in some type of a starch or an oat or something like that. And what happened was we ordered lion's mane powder that had fruiting body and mycelium and, what was still in the blend was oats because it was propagated in oats. And it was actually the oats that completely took down the manufacturing facility because those just aren't going to go in solution and they're not going to go through the pipes. And so it's been a whole process. We've made more mistakes uh, than I can probably even think about here, but we've come to market with something that truly does work and um, is really not, meant to be like the moneymaker. It's meant to be the the brand equity that allows people to see us on shelves, then knows that this is cured and this is the design approach that they follow with the functional mushrooms and the adaptogens and the cannabinoids. And what I'll also just share openly is people share them on social media like crazy. So it's great for impressions for the company. <laughs> Absolutely. And anybody listening that goes and snags and make sure you put it on Instagram. So Joe, it sounds like you've got a CBD oatmeal coming out. <laughs> you had to, you have to do something with all that oatmeal, right? <laughs> Thankfully we still have a good relationship with our manufacturer. <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> Well, um, no, Joe, it's so, it's so great. And I, I appreciate it because that's exactly how I've used euphoria. It's just that like, you know, honestly, I grab one when they're in stock, when we're going to go for a walk in the afternoon with my kids. So my wife and I will, you know, walk them in the morning and at night and, uh, it's that perfect, like 3 PM sort of drink. Yeah. You just released the spicy mango flavor. The other flavor was, what was the other flavor? It's a ginger lime. Ginger lime. Cool. And as, any others yeah. on the horizon? 
We have a crisp apple coming out in crisp. April. Amazing. Amazing. Super cool. Uh, awesome, man. Well, hey, what else? What did we gloss over in terms of some of these benefits of CBD? I'm curious why I've noticed that the uh, the CBD topicals are something I've used for years. Anytime I'm training for like an RKC event or just beating my body in the gym, what makes it so effective topically for inflammation and recovery? Is there something about it that just, because it works better than anything else, especially yours, anything else in terms of keeping yeah. your body, um, you know, recovered and, and in good shape for a beating every day. Yeah. So at first, like it just, CBD has amazing anti-inflammatory like properties. So it, that's like what it's doing, but similar to the reason that we include other ingredients in our products. Same thing with the, with the topical that we sell. CBD and the array of cannabinoids aren't necessarily going to absorb into the body and through the skin without the help of other ingredients. Mm -hmm. So there are some topicals out there on the market that don't actually work as well because they don't have other specific ingredients that help with the absorption. So if you look at our ingredient list on our, it's called a salve, the topical, there, there's a wide array of other herbs in it. And that was actually also formulated by our clinical herbalist out of Boulder, Colorado. But the best thing is like the difference between the two, right? Is if you're taking CBD orally, like you're using a tincture, using a capsule, that is going to go be processed. If it's under the tongue, obviously it goes into your bloodstream quicker. But if you take it in a capsule, it goes through your digest digestive tract and then processed through the liver. The reason that you would use the topicals is because it's more of like a spot treatment and the onset time is a little bit quicker with the other ingredients that we've put into the product. And so for us, it's really like a use case type thing. Mm -hmm. Whole body, you want to take the like oral cannabinoids. And what a lot of people will actually say, and I'm not sure if you experienced this before uh, taking cured products or any other CBD product, but some people don't even notice the effects of CBD right away. They'll be taking it for multiple weeks and then they'll stop taking it. And then they'll notice they're like, oh, like I'm feeling a little achy and I'm not recovering as well. So similar to, you know, any diet or any workout or um, movement approach out there, it's the time input and being religious, religious about using things because it's not just like you're going to take it and all of a sudden everything's going to be solved. And like, it's kind of counterintuitive, right? Like we have a specific name of our company, but that was done very strategically because the reason our company is named Cured is because we just need to think about the approaches of the past differently. We need to change our philosophy. And when it comes to herbs and cannabis and plants, they need to be cured. You hang them and you dry them. You cure them before you start to use them as remedies. And that's the process of cannabis cultivation and, and herb um, formulation is the curing process of plants. But also, how do we just think differently about approaches? And so that's why we are named what we are and... Uh, yeah, you, you asked about topical and I got off, but that's that's um, that's that's kind of the approach with topicals is typically you need other uh, ingredients to help with absorption. Yeah, no, makes makes total sense. And it's, it's just funny. We in Austin, we had a water boil notice like a few weeks back 
And it was like, you know, boil the water and, you know, don't drink it and all this other stuff. But then the same message is like, it's fine to shower in. And so, you know, know, obviously on Instagram, I'm like, there's no way that can be true, you know? And so um, I went and found, and it's like, yeah, you, you absorb like a huge percentage of these people don't realize that like, you know, if you want it, say on your shoulder, you put it there, it's going right to your shoulder. You take it orally, it's going to kind of disperse, but you're absorbing like it's like 70% of what you would ingest orally topically. And, Mm -hmm. and obviously with the topicals and the, the aiding compounds you have in there, it's going right to where you want. But it's so funny how people don't realize just how much we absorb through our skin. I wanted to tack on one other. It's the biggest thing. organ, right? Right, right. It's in. It's like throwing it right on your liver. The funny thing about your CBD is it's definitely the purest that I've ever had. So I think I've been the guy that I've taken a lot of lousy CBD over the years and things like that. And when I got yours, it was probably like noon. And I did like three, and I had the extra strength. I did like three dropper fulls because that's what I'm used to. Right. That's, oh, let me, let me give this a shot. And I literally, I, like an hour later, I was just in bed. Like I, I need to go to sleep. I am just, so it is, it is amazing. Uh, you could, if you wanted to go to bed in the middle of the day, you take enough of the, the CBD, it'll do it. Now it's like, I'll take before a podcast or something like that. I'll do like just a, a drop or two. It, it does not take much with the extra strength. And then right before bed, I usually yeah. do like a full dropper full. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think about yeah. those doses? It really helps you just find your, it helps you find your center, like yeah. bef- especially before like a podcast or something like that, or if I'm going to speak or anything like that, it just helps you like calm your nerves. And uh, the other thing that we didn't really talk about, but is true, especially with that extra strength is there are trace amounts of THC in that. And so as you take more and more of it, it's a, it's a full spectrum product. We have THC free products that are labeled pure. And then we have full spectrum products that are labeled raw. And when we say raw, it's, it just means less refined. And when we say full spectrum, full spectrum, that means it contains the whole array of cannabinoids, mm-hmm. mostly CBD, but there are trace amounts of THC in it. Mm-hmm. So if you took enough of it, you could feel the effects of the THC. Right, right. Makes, makes total sense. Uh, and so, Hey Joe, earlier you mentioned your five, the five things you do that aren't, that aren't, they're not easy, but they're simple. What, what are those five, what are those five things that, that we quickly glossed over earlier? Yeah. So absolutely have to hit the cold plunge every single day. Wow. Every day. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I will say that last week it was negative four one day here in Colorado and I couldn't get through the ice. We just have a big trough in our backyard. I haven't invested in, you know, there's those actual cold plunges, um, the brand, which look amazing, but I haven't invested in one of those yet. I just have a horse trough in our yeah. backyard. And so I was just like, I'll go back there and chip the ice, but we've been doing it, uh, of the last 60 days, every single day besides one, because it was too cold and I couldn't get through the ice, but got to get in that, got to get uncomfortable. I have to read at least 10 pages every single day. I have to move my body every single day and I have to, uh, fuel myself with proper nutrition. Of course, it's like, like I like to take like an 80, 20 approach, but like if I can grade myself at the end of the day, like, okay, you hit at least the 80, then that's perfect. And then the other thing is just hydration. I have to hit my, my gallon of water every day. 
gallon of water. Do you do anything special with your water? Uh, we it- have one of those. Um, it's a, what's the brand Berkey? We have a Berkey yeah. water yeah. filter. Have you heard of Berkey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good stuff. So we're in Colorado. We've got nice water here, but still it's like, we still filter it. I love it. I love it. Well, I just, I just had a podcast and you might have some, you're, are you in Boulder now? Uh, we're down South of Denver. South, so Castle okay. Rock, Castle Rock. Well, Colorado has got some of the best water. And this guy, I was just, you know, on a podcast with a little while ago, was talking about it. So I'd be curious, you should check your deuterium levels in your water. I know um, you have me interested. Yeah. It's, it's super interesting. So, Hey, Joseph, how do you, how do you care for your cold? So, you know, you keep it on the back. Do you, do you do anything to keep it clean? So you don't have to keep changing the water. Uh, and if so, you know, what do you do? Do you cover it? How do you make it last? Because, you know, obviously, you know, I know it's a little bit colder there, but when I was in California, I kind of tinkered a lot. I'm curious, curious what you're doing. Yeah. I'm honestly not doing anything too, uh, too scientific of an approach. One thing that's been happening every single day is the top freezes over. So it kind of like creates this seal and I break the ice every single day and then I just throw the ice out. So it's like freezing cold water and I just throw the ice out, but then it just freezes over yeah. and uh, then I'll fill it up every couple of days as it gets a little bit lower on the ice. So I would be open to any suggestions that you might have because I'm I, I'm really only 60 days into my, uh, my cold plunge <laughs> journey. Awesome. Well, that probably, you know, you probably freeze any junk and then you just get rid of it. So, you know, that, that might work because most of the, you know, most of the whatever sweat or whatever might get in there when you jump in, uh, you know, it's probably floating. So that might actually be pretty good. I would say, uh, I hope, (laughs) yeah, I would say put a little bit of like food grade hydrogen peroxide in there, you know, just like a, you know, like a quarter cup in the whole thing or something like that. And that'll probably keep it just a little bit cleaner. And then, um, that's good. And then if you, if you tend, if you were to cover it, you know, it'll just keep like leaves and stuff out, which was like a problem for me in California, but the food grade hydrogen peroxide does a lot. And it sounds like you're losing a little bit of water with that ice maybe each day. And so you're slowly swapping the water as well over time. So it's not like in mm-hmm. California where I was just getting into the same water every single day. So, uh, I'm, I'm imagining yeah. it's probably, yeah. probably works pretty well for you. Um, awesome, man. Well, Hey, uh, what did we miss? Did I, did we, is there anything that we didn't cover here, Joe? Oh, man, Any I final thoughts for, for the audience that, that you can think of? I, the one thing that I would say is, and if you're already listening to this podcast, you're probably already doing it, but let's just, let's just all create a future that looks way different than the past. I think we're all of the same awareness and connectedness that are recognizing like, you know, like in the beginning of COVID, everybody's like, I just hope it goes like, when are we going to go back to the way things were? We don't want to go back to the way things were. We just want this world to look way different than it did, uh, 2019 and before. So I think that just, just saying that to all the listeners and saying, we're all on this journey together and would love to connect with anybody that has, uh, more questions on anything that we're doing at cured, but just wanted to thank you, Joe, and thank you for your mission and, uh, excited to be, be doing this with you. Yeah, brother. Right on. And I appreciate that. You know, I think it's an amazing opportunity, uh, this whole experience where, you know, we can, we can, you know, argue over the details in some cases, but there's this, 
there was this sort of zeroing. And now, you know, so in other words, if I, if I went to, if I still worked in Boston, right. You know, maybe I went to Starbucks every day at noon, got my espresso, the COVID thing, you know, and whatever your noon Starbucks habit was, maybe it was eating a not so healthy lunch, or maybe it was, you know, something else, but this thing, it zeroed all of those habits really. And it, and it gave us all the other interesting piece of it is it gave everybody time. And in this space, what do we all say we don't have enough of? Well, all of a sudden we were home. If, if you didn't work out, drink water, you know, focus on your supplementation during COVID, then you're never going to do it. It's kind of like, you know, that was, I think, the opportunity. Yeah. Um, but really to your yeah. point, like once we got those habits zeroed, now it's like really take inventory of those things that you're putting back and try to make better habits and change habits. And, and, uh, I love that, man. It makes, yeah. makes total sense to me. Well, Hey brother, where, where can people find you and cured? Yeah. Uh, Instagram's a great place to find myself and cured. If you're looking for cured, uh, we are heavily shadow banned. So if you type in cured, you're going to see drink cured or cured collective drink cured is just for the, the drink page. Cured Collective is for our podcast and all of our partners. Cured Nutrition is our actual Instagram. And you have to spell out the whole thing to find us on Instagram because we're so shadow banned. Um, I like to philosophize that we are a threat to bigger systems and say that that's why we're so shadow banned. But we've had these these issues since day one because we're, we're marijuana related and there's cannabinoids. So... Facebook and Instagram has never favored us. So Cured Nutrition on Instagram and then myself on Instagram, Joseph Sheehy, and last name is spelled S-H-E-E-H-E-Y. Awesome, man. And we'll link in the show notes to all that. And it's so funny because I, I typed you in. I've been following you, so I see your posts and things like that. But I've, it's amazing when you when you go on Instagram and you see a page like that, right? Like sometimes even when you follow the page, and I don't know if this is the case with you, you still have to type the entire thing yeah. in. And then these other like, you know, accounts that aren't helping anybody, they'll just, you know, they'll just be in your face every minute. That's the world that we live in. <laughs> oh my gosh. You got to really, you know, you got to find the diamonds, you know, and uh, it's yeah. a, it's a wild world out there. So Joseph brother, thank you so much for being here, man. I'm, I'm really grateful for you. I love the products. I wish you guys all the best, of course. And uh, we'll be chatting soon. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed today's show. For the show notes for today's episode, head on over to coachjoedi.com and click podcast from the menu. If you'd like to leave a review, which I would absolutely appreciate on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you found this show, please do so. These mean the world to me. They help me understand what my audience is gaining from these shows that I'm pouring my heart into and ultimately helps us to reach more people because these platforms like shows that get reviews. So it helps us out so much. If you're digging the shows, this would be so great if you could just leave a review. Also, I still give away $150 every two weeks to kettlebellkings.com to somebody that reviews my show. So if you leave a review, just screenshot it and email it to hey at coachjodi.com and my team will enter you to win this $150 gift card so that you can outfit your home with a couple of kettlebells on 
me. Also, when you're in the show notes, you'll find links to any products that we discussed. For full transparency, some of these links do contain affiliate links. This helps me to fund these episodes, pay my staff, and ensure that I'm taking care of the people that take care of us. So I absolutely appreciate you clicking links and using codes. It helps keep this train on the tracks. All right, guys, until next week, thank you as always for listening. I really appreciate you guys subscribing and listening to this show every week. I really put a lot into them. So thank you so much. And you'll hear from me again next week. Take care.